frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer, Gamble. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. You prayed up a lot of brick, mama, but you only prayed for one man to build your chapel. Hey, welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, and I'm Brandon. And I'm Lewis. <laughs> and we're here to talk about movies. Each week, Lewis and I alternate picking a film for both of us to watch and discuss. Today, I picked the film from 1963, Lilies of the Field, directed by Ralph Nelson and starring Sidney Poitier. Always like have to consciously think about how to pronounce his name so yeah. I do it correctly. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, one correction from last week's episode, Sidney Poitier was indeed the first African-American male to win an Oscar for Best Actor, but Hattie McDaniel won Best Supporting Actress in 1940 and became the first black performer to win an Academy Award. Uh, she, earned, she earned her award through her role as Mammy in Gone with the Wind, 1939, and she passed away in 1952. Now, before we discuss the film, we just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening. We love you guys. We love that you love the show. Hit us up on all the social media. Send us a message. Check out our photos that we post. Um, all of our social media is at Film Church Radio. Um, and then you can also leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast service you listen to this on. If you would like to do so, we would much appreciate it. Um. This part of the show, we do quick reviews where we just kind of talk about what we've been watching this week before we get into the movie. And I have been watching quite a few things this week, including some shows. Um, one of which is Master of None. Now, I know you're a big fan of Master of None, Lewis. Uh, yeah. I have been sort of a fan of the show um, just because... I've been I've seen it in bits and pieces. I haven't actually done a sit down and watch the whole thing through because I think when the show was first coming on, we had people living with us and they were watching the show and you know, I would come home from work and they'd be two episodes ahead of me and you know, I'd sit yeah. and watch an episode or whatever and so um and then by the time season 2 came out, I was like, "Well, I need to go back and watch season 1" and then never did. And so now I'm watching it and I just watched I just got to season two. That first episode of season two, The Thief, yeah. that's in Italy in black and white. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, dude. It's incredible. That was a great episode. And I, and I, if I remember rightly, doesn't it start off with him kind of knocking over a, a, like a stack of Criterion Italian films when he's turning off his alarm as well? Oh, um, maybe. Which I, I was instantly like, cool. Yep, I'm in. Like anyone <laughs> yeah. that has Criterions that they've bought, I'm... I'm a sucker for it. So, yeah, the the second season is in, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, some of the best TV I've ever seen, so. Yeah, like, I can't get over how good the show looks. Like, this is a comedian doing, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a comedy, but it's also, yeah. I mean, it's also, like, just about life, and it's kind of a drama, too. But, I mean, normally, like, 
I mean, lots of comedians have done shows, right? Yeah. But like, I've never seen a comedian do a show that is so well shot for mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. artistically, the way it looks, it does not look like it doesn't even. It looks better than some movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's done really well. Um, yeah. And and just the pacing and the just everything about it is great i'm loving it right now yeah that's Um, great i'm glad you're watching it yeah um but as far as movies go i watched 21 jump street which is hilarious um i mean i'd seen it when it first came out but i hadn't watched it again and by the way it's done by the guys that did um spider-man into the spider-verse and um might I, I it was probably one of their first successful movies, but Jonah Hill was the one that kind of produced the film and got it off the ground. Yeah. Um but it's it's so good. Such a good rewatch. Then watch Girl Interrupted, which is on Netflix, which is pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I I found the ending a little cliche. Mm. Um I've never seen it, so I I, yeah. like, I know the the poster. You know, I I felt like that was everywhere. For a while in like, when did it come out? Late 90s? Uh, early 2000s. Or no, late 90s. I think it was 99 actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 1999. Uh, but it's directed by James Mangold. Oh, interesting. Who, yeah, so if, if people don't know, he did uh, Logan. Yeah. And he is about to be coming out with Indiana Jones 5. He's directing that. So, yeah, it's one of his early movies um, and has uh, Winona Ryder, Angelina Jolie, and um, Brittany Murphy in it. Um, All are great. Yeah. And then you and I watched Jackass Forever together. We sure did. Yeah, on a whim on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, let's go. Yeah. Um, which is I guess the highest grossing movie right now. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And There's I'm not sure a that, lot of stuff out. No, but. and I read that the budget like I mean all the budgets are really low, but it's just like literally just a little bit over a million. So wow. from opening day they were already in the green. They must it's have insane. They must have not paid anybody anything. I've got a feeling that most of the um most of the people that have signed on, especially like Knoxville and stuff like that, get a percentage of the Gross. Yeah. That's probably just written into the contracts to like keep it as low budget as possible. You know, hey, you're gonna yeah. get a lot more if this makes money. So I'm sure that they're like like raking it in right now. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it's always I mean, it's always super low budget, you know. Yeah. And we didn't even really talk about the movie after it was over, but yeah. just thinking back on like a couple of things that like kind of took it to the next level for me because it's like there's it's always like with these movies like how can you get any crazier yeah but the stunt with the bees was insane (laughs) yeah i I think there's a lot i i have i got a feeling that especially with like um erin and the and the cup and everything there was a lot of stuff that they were like like they were trying to get done in the last three films and they just for for like reasons of I don't know, like getting people insured or people willing to do it, they just couldn't get it done. So I feel like this is like if we're gonna do it, 
that like we're going to go all out. Yeah. You know, because I just, I think about, it's in the trailer, the bit with the cannon. Like, yeah. That, that is an insane stunt. And it's literally in the film for like four minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it is definitely, it turned up a notch. Um, but it, it's just, it, it's so much fun to be like watching these people do horrible things to each other. It's just, you know, especially <laughs> yeah. in a cinema when we talk about, you know, audiences and stuff like that, especially hearing other people react around us yeah. makes it. If if you watched yeah. it, it's like Pink Flamingos, right? If you watched it at home on your own, it wouldn't have the same, it doesn't have the same effect. I think we talked about that in the show. Whereas yeah. like this, watching it with people, like it made it so much better. And I'm oh, so yeah. glad that they yeah. put it out in cinemas and, you know, yeah. Got well, and I de- it's it. not, it's definitely not something I would have gone to see by myself. Yeah. So I'm glad we went together. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, yeah, we but, both ordered food, which yeah. <laughs> um, there was a point where it started and the opening scene to it is pretty full frontal. <laughs> yeah. I guess. There's lots of that in this movie. Yeah. So, like, I kind of had to gauge if I could eat or not, depending on the opening yeah. of the skit, you know? Yeah. Um, and thankfully the first few, like the few ones were just people being like, I don't know, bitten by a snake or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, I can eat while this is happening. Yeah. You know, there's nobody shoving anything up any orifice. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> there's um, a few times we where kinda... I was like, I'm going to put this down and wait for the yeah. next bit. Yeah. You know. Pause real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you and I talked about last week when we watched, uh, Sherlock Jr. about how mm. people were saying that they owe a lot to Buster Keaton, but it you know I mean you met, just mentioned Pink Flamingos. I think they they owe a lot more to like Gross Out Cinema and yeah, oh, John sure. Waters than uh, yeah than Buster Keaton. Cause... Which I I know you said that when we came out of the cinema, and I've been thinking about that a lot. And then funnily enough, I think Monday, someone I follow, not someone I know personally, um, tweeted that at the cinema that they work at, John Waters went to see it alone <laughs> like he just walked in <laughs> for like a i think it was like a monday matinee but like yeah. a small popcorn and a coke and just went to go and see it on his own and someone was like i bet he's having the best time and i yeah. bet he was i bet he just yeah. loves it yeah yeah i can imagine <laughs> so man that is awesome because didn't he work with johnny knoxville as well at some point i don't know maybe i think um, one of his what was it is it it's not serial mom it's something but is it pecker I think he might Maybe. be in Pecker. I think he might be in Pecker. So, you know, there's already that connection there. But yeah, it's definitely more John Waters than it is Buster Keaton, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh and then so like I said, I've been I, I did watch a lot of movies. Uh after that that night I watched Nightmare Alley, which is on Hulu now. Um I mean it just came out like Yeah couple months ago um the new guillermo del toro movie (laughs) with bradley cooper and i liked it a lot Uh, yeah i liked the ending because it wasn't um you know your normal i i don't want to give too much away but yeah i i did like the ending and um yeah i thought it was good yeah it is good um We'll probably talk more about some of these Oscar nominations on a special episode coming up yeah. soon. But uh, 
Yeah. What, yeah. what did what did you watch? Yeah. So, I mean, I watched Nightmare Alley as well. Um, I was trying to get to see it in the cinema because I know that it didn't perform too well. I was trying to kind of, you know, at least throw my $12 into the into the ring to kind of throw my support behind yeah. um, Del Toro and especially like a noir film in this day and age yeah. is pretty special. Um, but I, I did manage to finally see it at home. Um, and it was one of those films where it is like two and a half hours long. So when we started it, my wife was like, okay, we can like, maybe if we watch half of it and then like leave the other half for tomorrow, you know, don't break it down a little bit, but it was yeah. so good that we just kind of sailed on right on through. It does not feel like two and a half hours. It, it kind of, yeah. it sails by. And, um, last year I watched the original, uh, cause criterion put it out. So I knew the story. Um, yeah. but I think that he added to it really well. The bits that he did change like worked really well and yeah. I enjoyed a lot. So I think it is more similar to the book than the, the other film, which I liked. Um, yeah. and Del Toro is so, I don't know, like he just loves cinema. Yeah. So I just love to see him make these kind of films cause he just loves it, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was good. And then obviously Jackass Forever we watched together. And then I finally watched Harold and Maud. Um, yeah. Which was just, you know, it's it, it was so good. I could just tell there's some films that as soon as it opens, Nightmare Alley was the same actually. As soon as like the opening scene happens, I was like, I'm going to love this. I can just yeah. tell that I'm going to really enjoy this film. And Harold and Maud, it's like that. It's kind of, it's quirky. It's funny. It's really well directed um and it's just got like a really nice message you know yeah um is it one of those movies that has like a uh you know cinephile like once you watch it like a bunch of other movies finally make sense um i guess it's kind of more you know like 70s cinema has never been my favorite era yeah um but like trying to kind of see, especially after doing a bit of research, seeing the like the switch in direction and like what people wanted to see and what people were making, um, I can definitely see why it was popular yeah. and why you know it stood the test of time. It's just so, it's just so great, you know. Yeah. Um, and a film that I can't wait to watch again. It's it's sweet. Um, it'll be there, and I'll probably watch it again before the end of the year. I'm pretty sure because yeah. it's just. I want to watch it again, you know. And then TV-wise, I've been watching Euphoria. Yeah. I haven't caught up with it yet. We came late to it. Um, So I'm towards the end of season one. Um, And it's just, it's it's crazy. It's so intense and like everything is dialed up to 11. But it's just shot really well. And the characters get room to breathe, you know. Yeah. I feel yeah. like everybody is like a fleshed out character, which I like a lot. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. I can see Sweet. why it's like gets like a lot of attention, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those I'm gonna I'm gonna watch at some point, but um, I just haven't committed yet. Yeah, yeah. But I know we both watched Boba Fett. Which yeah, we did. Last episode was today, and yeah. Uh, yeah um, Been thinking a lot about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. It was yeah. a little. I just I just don't know why we need all of this like actiony stuff. Like I I was just like we just just show the you know whatever the one 
blue yeah. guy is. Like, show him fight that guy, and that's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. get, let, give us some good dialogue with these characters, and I don't, I don't need all this, this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, and you know, I love the Mandalorian, but like, mm-hmm. once he showed up in the show, it was just his show. That's yeah. all I cared about. Yeah. Agreed. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and yeah. it ended with him, didn't it? Didn't it? Yeah. The last shot was like him was a Mandalorian, and. Mm-hmm. Grogu. Yeah. Spoil, spoilers, Grogu. Whoops. I didn't say spoilers. <laughs> I just jumped straight in. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. But, um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I love all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I'm sure it's going somewhere great. Yeah. I'm sure Luke will be in the Ahsoka show, so we'll get more Luke. But I hope that's not the end of Grogu and Luke, you know? Yeah, me too. I mean, okay, so especially especially with Boba Fett right this is my biggest thing uh, and you like we both love Star Wars we like yeah we've been to you know the midnight showing together we've kind of talked about Mandalorian like all the time we talk about Boba Fett all the time um for me the trouble with Star Wars is they don't know when to stop doing fan service yeah and it was the same with the like the the last trilogy you know um I felt like some some areas were trying to get away from it and then the last film was just like, here's everything we think you want to see. And I think this is this kind of did the same thing again, right? Like I feel yeah. like the first three episodes especially, they weren't particularly thrilling, but the nuggets were there for an interesting story. We yeah. got to meet like some more huts, which was super exciting, right? Like the cousins or whatever of Jabba, when they showed up, I was like, this is going to be really cool. If the Huts are trying to get back control, yeah, I'm in for that. That sounds great. The next episode, it was like, okay, you can have a rancor. We're done. I was like, what is like, what is happening? It just felt rushed yeah. to get it. The whole point was just to get Mando and Grogu back together, right? I mean, I guess. like, But why would you? Why? Yeah. I feel like they had so much, like, they had so many chances to make this really good and to make this a character driven study, you know, yeah. even if the Tuscan Raiders being murdered and it turned out that it was, um, the spy stealers or whatever they were called, that could have been the big pain. But instead it's just like, it's off to the side. It's a subplot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like nobody cares. Like in the end, he's just like, Oh, okay. I'm Boba Fett. And it's like, I don't, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not even, your well, show. Yeah, I did notice that at the end of the, at, 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 you know, in the battle scenes, like Boba Fett finally puts his mask on for a lot mm. of it, yeah, or his helmet, and I'm like, yeah, leave kicks it on, ass. yeah, it kicks <laughs> ass. yeah. But I mean, even Just... like the Rancor stuff, I was like, okay, this is cool, but I they could they could have saved yeah. that, yeah, exactly. They really could have saved that. They didn't that. need it at all, really. I mean, I thought the Rancor was going to turn against him because, like, Danny Trejo was like, he'll be back, he, like, all sinisterly. Like, he was training yeah. the Rancor to, like, actually kill him or something. That's what I was assuming. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just, like, it was, I don't know. So much I hope this... I hope it makes sense. Like, that's the thing about doing shows. Yeah. Is that you can kind of course correct later. Yeah. You know, once but... people, once they get all the reviews in and stuff, but... For this to be seven hours long, right? If you think yeah. of a seven-hour movie, and so much of it was rushed, right? And yeah. So much, like, wasted time. You know, the only episode that you actually got to breathe was last week's. Yeah. And that wasn't even about Boba Fett. That was about Mandalorian. 
I just think that they like chickened out at the last minute. Yeah. And they felt that they needed to have Mando and Grogu. Yeah. Mando could have shown up for this episode and I would have been, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. we didn't need, you know, again, as much as I love Mandalorian, he, he's got his own show, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's still what loved I mean. That's it, my... And I'm going to watch it again, you know, in the near future, but... It might be one of those shows, too, that's better when you binge it. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. It's like having a week in between... I don't think they did any service. Yeah. Might have might have been better just to binge the whole thing, but Yeah. And then as soon as it was over, they were like, Hey, everyone, Kenobi's coming out in like three months. And I was like, Yep, I'm back in. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they've got me for good. And this is like it's not like I'm never gonna watch it again. I'm gonna definitely watch everything they put out that's Star Wars related. Yeah. Um, at least once. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like like I've said before, expectations were so high for this show. Especially with me. And it just Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially shame. after Mando season two. Yeah. Like, yeah. We all we all had our expectations high, but yeah. But I mean, he rides know. a rancor, so that's pretty cool. It's yeah, <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't so bad that I wouldn't watch it again. I would watch. Yeah. It again. No, exactly. I mean, these are just you know, like it wasn't wasn't yeah. terrible. You know, I th- I think just for it to get to. I mean, we've talked about Euphoria, we've talked about Master of None. For it to get to, like, you know, the the best tier of TV, we need to have a bit more character-driven storylines, I think. It can't always culminate in an hour-long battle at the end of every show. Yeah, Kenobi, we don't, we don't need a... We don't need a space battle in Kenobi, please. Yeah. Like, just, you know, yeah. he's, he's on Tatooine, leave him there. Yeah, he's dealing Man. with the fact that Anakin went dark. That's what I want. I want to see him dealing yeah. with... Like what happened in episode three? Yeah, he's just Please, thank you. going into he's going into saloons and drinking and playing yeah. cards. You know, trying a little to... appearance from Yoda would be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe Qui Gon. Well, ooh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no fan service, and I'm like, bring yeah. everyone back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh god. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're ready to to talk about the movie that we're here to talk about. That's Um, right. 1963, Lilies of the Field. IMDb summarizes it as a traveling handyman becomes the answer to the prayers of nuns who wish to build a chapel in the desert. Yeah. First Um, of all, it's a very strange film. And I'm yeah. very surprised it got made. Mm-hmm. I know that the budget was really low. And we'll probably talk about that at some point. Yeah. But there was the whole way I was like, I cannot believe this film got back in. Not that it's terrible, but just that the it's how would you sell this film? You know, a guy goes like that, like a handyman becomes the answer to the prayers of nuns who wish to build a chapel in the desert. Like if I, I wouldn't go and see that sight unseen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I was very surprised that it got made at all. Yeah. I think but. that uh, from the few things that I read, um, Sidney Poitier liked the script a lot, mm-hmm. and and kind of and and also took a pay cut, um, to get it made. Yeah. And it's based on a book. Okay. As well. So Okay. That makes a lot of uh, sense. 
but yeah, I I was a mixed bag with this film. I I I didn't totally love it. Okay. Um the performances was great. I mean, Sidney Poitier is like he's really good in the movie. Like he's he's um he's acting in a way that I haven't seen him act before. Mm-hmm. Like he's a lot more boyish, he's a lot more carefree and happy-go-lucky and kind of free-spirited and um just a lot more fun, I guess. Yeah. And then a lot of his other roles are very serious. Um I mean uh in the heat of the night is the one that I've seen most recently and um he's like an investigator. Yeah. And you know, it's not like trying to, th- it's been a couple of years since I watched it, but like his smile isn't something that comes to mind. Whereas this movie, he's yeah. smiling a lot, you know, yeah. um, and having a lot of fun, like he's singing and, you know, things like that. Um, so it, I can see why he, you know, won for this movie, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the movie itself, I feel wasn't very good. Okay. Just like there was a lot of, a lot of things that just didn't make sense to me, uh, especially when it comes to like the character's motivations. I was just like, why, why it didn't make sense to me why people were doing the things that they were doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should go into that more right now or, or like, what did you think of the movie? I mean, I, I think I had a better time with it than it sounds like you did. I I, I did. At first I was a bit like, Hmm. What 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 is happening? Um, but then I just kind of like Sydney Poitier's performance is so like you said, it's kind of boyish and just you can tell he's just having the best time. Yeah. You know, and he's just having like having a blast playing this character. So I just sat with a big smile throughout. I was just like, This is I'm watching like a really good actor, really enjoy what he's doing. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think you know, I I don't I know we don't I don't really want to talk about our personal religious leanings here. Yeah. Um, but I think that this representation of religion is something I enjoy a lot. Yeah. It's not the it's the very much bare bones. You know what I mean? It's like we are here to spread God's message. Um and you know, he will he will provide if we believe that he is there. It's not like we're giving all this money, blah, blah, blah. It's like the good of people, regardless of you believe in God or not, the good of people comes through in the end. And I love that. I love that message. You know, that's the yeah. kind of religion I can I can get behind and that I enjoy seeing on screen. So um, for me, it kind of all the worries I did have going into it, I don't think any of them were realized, which was great. I, I, I did enjoy it a lot, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, I guess it just felt like there was something something missing for me. Mm. I I don't know. I'm like I'm tr- I've been trying to figure out what it is. Like that there's yeah. um a lot of times with religious films it seems like God is more of a character in the film, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. I I don't I, it seems like the fact that God isn't really a character would be something that I liked more because it would be more of a, 
you know, not trying to push anything on yeah. the audience, just trying yeah. to let let these characters be these characters. I think the main thing for me is it's it's like by the end of the movie, besides the chapel being built, there is no other reason for this movie to exist. Like the character, none of the characters really learned anything. I mean, they weren't, they, you know, they didn't convert um, Homer Smith mm-hmm. to Catholicism. I mean, he was already he, You know, he says he's a Baptist through the whole movie. He already yeah. believed in God, you know, uh, and yeah. like, so he's not a changed man. Like no. he didn't, he doesn't seem like he's, he's learned anything. The nuns don't seem like they've learned anything. I mean, there's the, um, and I, I, I had this thought when I first watched the movie, I was like the character, usually in a movie, like characters are in a different place than where they started. Yeah. But at the end of this movie, these characters are exactly where they were other than mm-hmm. there's a trapple now. Yeah. You know, which is not a character. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think it just felt very, I mean, I did enjoy watching the movie, but I, I don't feel like it was a good movie. And it yeah. like it, when I'm like looking at it critically, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like when I when I was watching it again this morning, I noticed that because I was like, because I was like trying to figure out this idea of like what like what what is the point of this movie? There's nothing like we didn't go, we didn't do anything. I mean, yeah. they built a chapel. Yes, that's the point of the movie. I get that we they built the chapel. That was their goal but like nobody learned anything like especially the the mother uh or the the head nun i I guess she's called a mother right um or he calls her mother all the time like throughout the movie um like uh at the end of the movie he tricks her into thanking him yeah like which is kind of uh Kind of a character change, but not really. Like, yeah. you know, because yeah. he tricked her to saying it, so she, she really didn't necessarily learn anything. Like, she's put, she puts all of her um, faith in God, obviously, and, and yeah. the the chapel was built by God, not by Homer Smith and forty other people that helped him. Yeah. Um, and, but even, where did I put this note? Like, there's a, there's something where that he says. Uh, what? So tor- towards the very end of the movie, he's sitting at the table. He's not really smiling. He's just kind of waiting yeah. there, and all the other nuns are like, "Smile, Schmidt," and he and they're like, "This is like the first time that you that you came here," and he says, "Nothing's changed." Like he literally says, yeah. "Nothing has changed." So, um. That for me made me realize, okay, well, at least they're self-aware. Like, obviously, the people who made the movie are self-aware yeah. that these characters have not changed. Um, I just don't know why. Like, I don't know why you would make that choice. I guess, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it. If there was a scene where the the head nun Maria. If there was like a scene where she was praying or where she, you could actually see her faith being tested in some way or mm-hmm. like, you know, something at least to give her character a little more, um, just something a little more. I, I just felt like it was missing that thing yeah. that made it, made it feel like there were stakes involved. 
because mm-hmm. really through the whole movie it never feels like there's any stakes involved like no one's no one's on the brink of losing their faith you know which is which is fine you know mm-hmm. obviously like people who believe in god don't want their faith to be tested but i mean it's a movie like that's yeah. the point you know yeah. what i mean um but even like when he decides to leave we don't know why he decides to come back he just shows back up you know what i mean yeah. and it's there's nothing it didn't make sense to me what what was i didn't know what was driving these characters in their decisions yeah uh, and even when he comes back he's like why the heck did i come back like you never get that answer it's so none of nothing that the characters do to me made any sense at all so that was like the for me that's that's just where it all fell apart and i'm sitting here like okay why yeah. You know, because other things about this movie are really good. Like I said, the acting is really good. Yeah. And the cinematography is awesome. Like, it, like for a low-budget movie, like, these guys took their time and, and got some really cool shots for, for you know, scenes that didn't really have a lot going on in them. You know, they still yeah. made it look good. Um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm just a little disappointed yeah <laughs> to for, say the least i mean for me watching it especially especially when it ended i was just it it gave me the feelings of of like one of those stories that you hear you know like older men tell you know oh when i was yeah. 20 i was traveling through wherever and i stopped and i helped build this church you know it, it to me it just had a feeling of like a story we were being told by Homer, it was like he yeah. was telling us this story from the future. He was like, when I was out of the army or whatever, um, this is like how I spent my summer one year. Um, and I think the fact, you know, it does, it says a lot about religion without saying a lot. And I think that's why these characters kind of, was the motivation behind it was to do with, like for Homer, I don't think that he left and then he got, like his conscious kicked in and was like, if I'm not going to do it, no one is. Not that he said it explicitly. Um, but isn't that like an act of God, right? Isn't that kind of the nun's point is that God provided Homer for them and he was going to see it out regardless. Yeah. You know, and I think that's I kind mean, of kind of the point is that the un, undoubting faith got it made as much as you know, religion, it doesn't hit you over the head with it, but, you know, and I think that he got a lot, lot out of it as well, right? I mean, he left and he was, he, just before he started singing this song, I think he could tell that they weren't going to forget him. He was going to be talked about for years to come. Even though he wrote his name on the top of the spire, I think that, you know, there would, everybody in that town would be talking about Homer Schmidt <laughs> for the yeah. next yeah. 50, 60 years, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't, I mean, I, I get all of that. Like, I can see all of that, mm-hmm. but it, like, for me, it just didn't, it just didn't hit. Yeah, just didn't hit the you right nose for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which sucks, because I want it to. <laughs> no, I <laughs> but, know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I am a huge fan of, like, of people talking about religion. People like yeah. this explaining why their faith is on un, 
waver why they believe as strongly as they do you know people kind of being put through these tests and always kind of i i, I find stories like that fascinating because you know there's so much that people attribute to to the like to god and kind of religion um but some of it must be like willpower do you know what i mean some of it is like that yeah you dream it it happens yeah see that's like okay uh yeah, Mother Maria, she her character, she mm-hmm. she does have like all that willpower and all yeah. the, and all the faith and and she prays a lot, but we never actually see her praying. And um yeah, to like at the end or towards the end when they're in the chapel and the the priest comes and he's looking at it for the first time and she's like listing off all these things, like you can see that like everyone is like, "Wow, I can't believe that it happened and you got it made and she her character is just kind of like well yeah duh yeah you know it told you and um it doesn't it doesn't seem like her faith was tested you know what i mean like i like the i like i I just feel like i should have liked this movie more you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because you know like you said it's you know the religious aspect of it isn't you know it's a part of the characters it's not really necessarily a part of the story yeah but I guess I wanted it to be a part of the story a little more, which is mm-hmm. surprising uh, to me because I guess, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it, it didn't like the like I said, the characters weren't the characters were just the same through the whole movie. Yeah. Do you think her refusal to, um, I don't know, to change as a person um, has got something to do with her Germanic? background do you think that the fact that she's a german nun is playing into the stereotypes of germany around this time you know we just i mean 20 years before we're in the second world war these right. images of hitler and you know the kind of in uniform very regimented germans were everywhere do you think that the fact that she's i mean it can't be a coincidence that they're german right that's what i kept thinking throughout i think that and then the scene at the end where she's like, oh, you haven't screwed down the pews. And he's like, I've done it. And, he's, and she's like, well, you haven't done this. And he's like, I've, I've done it. I've done it all. I think that is where you see her like, I don't want this guy to leave. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. That's the real like gut punch, you know? And yeah. I think at the end, instead of thanking him for building it, she's actually thanking God for sending him. Right when he's walking out the door, she's kind of she looks up as if to say thank you, you know, thank you yeah. for sending him yeah. for us. Yeah. There's a bit of a change as opposed to you know thank you for building this church for God, and now it's thank you God for sending him f- to us. Yeah, yeah. I suppose there probably is a lot of subtext in this movie that I I'm not considering or that I you know didn't consider watching you know when watching it for the first time. Yeah. Um. Which is also something that I want in movies. Like, I don't necessarily want people to spoon feed me. Yeah, exactly. While watching films, I want to, you know, I want to be able to to read the subtext and and know all the stuff going on around it. I mean, there there is a shot. My favorite shot in this movie is um, is when 
I think it's when she's like trying to figure out where they're going to get more materials and it's it's like nighttime and she's yeah. in the kitchen by herself and there's just a shot of the long table you know and the and the foreground of the shot is the is the table and then you, the shot goes all the way down the table the shot's still but the whole table is in the shot and then at mm-hmm. the end of the table mother maria is sitting there and her hands are in her face um and then I think he's like listening to the radio and she yeah. like kind of starts to look up and then looks outside. Um, but it's a quick shot, you know, yeah. it was a really good shot, but it was quick. I guess I probably just wanted, you know, I think sometimes for, for maybe it was just the editing. It's like sometimes yeah. for the, for, for me to connect that there's more to read in a shot or a scene or a character's uh, performance, it just needs to be held longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? For for you to say, oh, there's something deeper here yeah, and I give agree. you time yeah. to think. You know what I mean? And this is a tight movie. Like this is uh, an hour and 34 minutes. So, yeah. you know, maybe if it was two hours and you just kind of changed the pacing up a bit, slowed it down a little bit, I mean, because there are, there are a lot of good good scenes with these. Like these are these are good characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just felt like personally that they should have done more with them. But maybe maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just there's there's subtext and there is change in the characters. I just wasn't reading it right. Because I am an editor too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. I, yeah, I, I I cut things a certain way. Um, and I mean, like the scenes with Homer and the diner were great with him yeah. ordering food and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, when he shows back up and he goes back into the diner, like he seems like one way and then he goes back into the diner and then all of a sudden he's like hung over, I guess, or something. And he's like uh, his eyes bleeding. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, yeah. what happened? You know, um, and maybe there is more there. Like maybe there's just yeah. more, way more answers there than I realize. Um, yeah. I just need someone really smart to tell me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't mean, know, you know. I think that's like where me and you kind of talking about films work so well. It's because you come from it from more of a filmmaking side and like you can you pay attention to like the editing and kind of the people that would have made that decision and kind of, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Whereas for me, it's more the history of it. You know, it's hard to watch a film from this period, especially um, especially 40s and 50s, you know. Right now, we're kind of getting into the dregs. But if you hear a German accent in a black and white film from the 40s and 50s, money's on there going to be pretty horrible come the end of the film, you know? Yeah. Just because of everything that's going on in Europe. So it's it's hard to... Like when I heard that German accent and there were nuns you know, I immediately got all this pretext from, you know, other films of the period. Yeah. And, you know, he does even call a Hitler at one point, right? Yeah. And she calls him Hitler, too. She does, yeah. She does it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe there was just a lot. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a different time. You know, maybe yeah. there was a lot of subtext in there about you know just prejudice 
yeah. you know, on both sides, like, you know, prejudice towards African-Americans and then prejudice towards German-Americans, you know, because yeah. I'm sure that they weren't treated well. Like anytime there's, you know, conflict going on somewhere overseas, I mean, we saw it just, you know, these past couple of years yeah. with the coronavirus, a lot of hate being directed mm-hmm. towards Asian people. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Asian people that live in America that don't have anything yeah. to do with yeah, exactly. all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so it could have been trying to fight some of those perspectives, you know, some of those American perspectives yeah. um, at that time. And like I said, it, it is like sub, sub, subtext. I mean, even even race in this film is not ever... I mean, there's a few instances where you're like, oh, is that the way we're heading? You know, where the... Yeah. The... I forget, is he the, a construction manager? I can't remember yeah, exactly he, his he, title. Yeah, he like owns a construction yeah. business or something. Mr. He, Ashton. Yeah, where he calls him boy. Yeah. And, you know, that's the kind of... A, you know, you feel the... Like, oh, God, like, is this where it's going to go now? But it never, it never does. I mean, it just shows, you know, I think... Again, it shows the care and like love for one another that people have, and I think that casting um, a black male as Homer—I don't know if he was, you know, a black guy in the uh, in the book as in well. In the book, yeah. Um, but if this was purely cast, I think that's a, a touch of genius because I think it yeah. already kind of takes away any prejudice that you might have. You know, instead of it's just it's about loving one another. And you know, helping f- just for the sake of helping, right? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, a community coming together to to make yeah. something, yeah, exactly, know, to accomplish something. Yeah, I mean, by uh, the end, it's three different nationalities that have all come together. Yeah, to to That's build true. this thing. Um, yeah, for, I didn't even think about that because you yeah. had you had three different languages going on. In, yeah, in some of those scenes, I didn't even think yeah. about that. I mean, I did think about it when she was speaking German and they were speaking Spanish, but then mm-hmm. I didn't think about like, oh, there's English going on here too. So there are three different, yeah, yeah, nationalities. I, I did, I did find it really funny when he finally accepts help to build the church, and the way that it, that was, I, that scene was done really well. How he kind of followed him pretty closely, and then it, the camera shifted back, and then when we went back, there was like already a line formed, yeah, of people doing it, and then he went and the. Was it the woman that went and grabbed, <laughs> grabbed the brick from him and kind of went to pass it off? And he was like, "Oh, I just give up." You know, everyone's here helping. Yeah, um, that that was done really well. I thought, yeah. you know, you can feel the. This is the only way that they're going to get him to help him is to like just just to start doing it around him, you know, and be yeah. like, "Yeah, this is well, going to make you jump easier." I was, you know? I was with that stuff. I was, I was with that. Like that, that was done really well. But then right after that, then he's just like mad that everybody's helping yeah at which i didn't understand that that was another character weird character move for me because i was like well why like it's an interesting place to go but we don't get any like the motivation didn't make sense to me yeah and then all of a sudden he decides to help because they're fighting and he's going to be the manager now but it's like wasn't he going to do that before like it didn't make the jump to it just didn't work for me i guess i mean maybe i'm i'm reaching a little bit but maybe it's just pride maybe you know seeing the nun's reaction when he got out of his toolbox right at the beginning um 
the fact that he was teaching them English, like he probably thought himself a bit of a prophet, right? He was coming and like showing them new things and kind of being their savior. Yeah. So to accept and help from everybody else, it kind of, you know, for that they moment. Do, I, he, he does seem like a very independent person. I mean, that yeah. that's another, you know, cool thing about this movie is it's, you know, the representation of a independent black man, you know, yeah. making his way in the world on his own, a professional. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know. He's got skills. Um, yeah, he's like, like, he's standing up for himself when the guy calls him a boy, you know, he calls yeah. him a boy back, um, you know. So, yeah, I guess it, it it can make sense for the character. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being, like, I did want it to be spoon-fed to me, I guess. I'm I don't like, think so. I'm, I mean, these are all kind of like that. I I'm white. Help me understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that the point I just made, I didn't really think about when I was watching it. It's just when we were talking about it you know, that came to my mind. So, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, with films like this, it's always, you know, sometimes it is surface level and we dig in to kind of see what else there is in there. You know, yeah. you put, you project your own experiences and thoughts onto it. Um, yeah. But, you know, I just, I don't know. There's something about this time and casting a black actor as the male lead um and kind of building that story around that i'm like it can't have been a coincidence there must be something deeper here for us to to get you know and maybe to audiences in 63 is a little bit more obvious yeah that's true yeah you know but for us thankfully i know that we're both um of a progressive mindset you know we both kind of think the same way thankfully as do many other people um about equality and everything but you know, maybe this was just a little bit more obvious to audiences then that weren't so progressive. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the film was nominated for... So it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. It was nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role for uh, Leela Scala, who played Mother Maria. It's nominated for Best Writing... Uh, and best cinematography, and obviously best actor, which he won. It just he they just the movie just won the one Academy Award. Yeah, um, I sent you a photo earlier. I've been listening to um, one of his. I know he wrote three or four. I think kind of like memoirs. So I've been listening to one of those, and he doesn't mention Lilies in the Field directly when he's talking about it, but he does talk about the fact that. Um, like he wanted to take roles that his father would be proud of and like okay. characters that um I don't know were a bit more kind of like spiritual I guess um so I can see definitely when he was talking about that kind of the relation to this character is that you know he is a, a Christian well a Baptist he's you know god-fearing um kind of hard-working guy and yeah, we do see him, you know, drink, and he he is a smoker. We don't, I don't think we see him smoke on the screen. But she asks when he first goes in if he smokes, and he says yes. Yeah, you know, not that that was seen as ter- as terrible as it is now, but <clears throat> there's definitely you can. What I'm trying to say is that this would have been a very wholesome character for other people to see on screen, you know, and that when he was yeah. talking about playing characters his father would be proud of, I was like, okay, this this makes a lot of sense as to why. He not only sought out this film, but wanted to make it so bad, you know, wanted to be 
took a massive pay cut, right? And and like put his name yeah. forward because it's it's like a Pudia character. It's who he who he is, I bet. So yeah. and I think yeah. that's why I got so much joy from watching it. Was because you could see him being him. Having yeah, having yeah. a good time doing it. Yeah. 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 I mean definitely like for me. He he's the thread of the movie that keeps oh, it all together. 100%. I mean, it's like without him, this. I mean, the movie was already falling apart for me, but without him, the actor, yeah, and his performance, it would have been dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Need to build a grave next to that chapel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what you were saying about audiences. And and the way that they're reacting to this movie, I mean, there is a lot of funny stuff in this movie too, and I yeah. I feel like a lot of that stuff probably hit a lot harder too, as far as like you know, big big crowds watching it together. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the whole part where they're like, like after they finish the chapel, and all the men are just like drinking and dancing, and all the women are just standing there, just like looking so bored <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. disappointed <laughs> yeah. and then like even one of the women makes a comment like uh every time they build something always <laughs> dancing it's yeah. like why aren't the women dancing though <laughs> yeah. um and then like the next morning she just the mother maria just throws the water in his face and it's just like the only thing that works for mixing tequila and wine yeah um but yeah there was a there was a lot of funny stuff in this movie like it's a it's a it's fun to watch i mean i'm i'm being very critical of it just as a storyteller and as a a viewer breaking down these characters trying to figure out what the point of it all was i guess Mm -hmm. you know yeah um and i think this might be a movie that i grow to like more you know, as I get older and as I um, consume more cinema, you know, going yeah. back and watching, I, I, I think I will go back and watch this, you know, yeah. in a few years. And I think and, it's hard not to, for it not to sh- like be shaped by our own perception of religion. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. it's, I mean, again, I know we personally talked about it a lot, so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, I imagine this is the kind of film that they would show in a Sunday school, or you know, in a in a Christian yeah. high school or whatever. Something. It's kind. Of, it's a. It's like a positive. Yeah, it's a very, like you said, it's kind of religion. It's the only thing that kind of matters at the end of the day. Um, and it's like a good movie to like in a religious institution discuss you yeah. know and be like yeah what what did we learn about faith yeah exactly you know having yeah. faith in god and yeah you moving um, all out i just felt desert. you know like i think other people can learn something from watching this movie but i just felt like the characters didn't learn anything and it annoys yeah. me <laughs> yeah no i know what you mean um but yeah so ralph nelson the director was the guy that played mr mr ashton actually i didn't realize mm-hmm. that until um, looking through IMDb because he didn't even credit himself hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, which kind of makes sense. I mean, not, not, I mean, I don't know if it makes sense, but um, 
I mean, he's definitely the most hateable character, I guess. Like, yeah. You know, he's kind of racist and stuff. And um, yeah. a lot of times directors will just be like, I don't want anybody else to have to do this. I'll do yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's a scene where he's passing out checks. Um, and he says, Popkin, Sherman, as he's handing out the checks. And those are the two assistant directors. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Which actually my girlfriend, Sarah, pointed out. She's caught it during the movie. Like at the, she, you know, remembered those names. And then when during the credit, she was like, oh, those names he called out were the assistant. Oh, directors. that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, she always pays attention to little details like that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so those are some cool little trivia points. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the there there was nothing else that really stood out to me as far as. I mean, the music was good. Like all the yeah. the singing stuff was good. It, it you know, the the Amen song they kind of turned that into a theme throughout the movie, mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. score, like they yeah. turned it into, like there's a lot of the score is the same kind of theme. But actually, um, Sidney Poitier's singing in Amen was dubbed by Jester Harrison, who composed the song. Um, and he is also known for playing Raleigh in Sherman Hemsley's television sitcom Amen, 1986. You can kind of which tell. I was. Yeah, I I could. I mean, I I didn't realize. I would, like for me, I was just like, oh, he has a good voice. Yeah, it can, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the record. You can like it just the recording just doesn't sound natural. I don't know whether it's kind of like the the background noise kind of gets like cut out or something but when he starts singing yeah. it feels like it's in a different tone room yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. it does a you little bit don't have enough of the outdoor noise and stuff apparently yeah. in his autobiography uh Poitier says that he is tone deaf okay unable unable to sing on key well so good job they did dub it because that might have ruined his chances at getting that best oscar yeah <laughs> they would have been like mm. man this performance is great until the singing yeah <laughs> but yeah um, I, do, I do love i mean it the song is really good and when they started singing it again at the end i was like oh no because it is a little bit long and i was like you know i don't want to kind of see the same thing rehashed but then when he did walk out and kind of left them just singing oh man it felt very it felt a good way to end it, a good way for him to kind of leave. It was very yeah. <clears throat> cinematic. It was very, yeah, yeah, you know, for the point of the of the plot, I guess. But for me, it just it did work really well, bringing that back and having him kind of leave them to it, pretty much praising him or praising God, whichever way yeah. you look at it. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. they don't have like an emotional like hug or yeah. like. You know, but like this movie, it makes sense for this movie because they, they never really, because there's all of that stuff is just kind of in the subtext, like we've been talking about. And he kind of leaves them with the point of why he was there. He's left them with a little bit of joy, right? Because before the hymns are very by the book and kind of the kind of things you would hear in, in church. And this is a little bit more modern and 
upbeat and you know still has the yeah. same message but it's a little bit more fun and i yeah. think you know him leaving them with that again speaks to the impact he's had without it being said like it also bothered me that they didn't pay him oh yeah i was like like it because that did seem like his motivation but then but then i don't know what does become his motivation and then he yeah they like there's this scene where she's you know he's uh yeah she comes in and she's like is this done is this done he's like it's all done yeah and she's like it's all finished and then she kind of has this look of like oh crap god didn't send me the money to pay you (laughs) like (laughs) 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 um but he doesn't bring it up i'm like yeah i don't know i know i said it earlier but to me it's just that it's that feeling of Without him, it wouldn't have been done. Yeah. You know, he's probably got, he's moving on to something that's, you know, he's obviously driving somewhere. Yeah. So this whole stop off was just, you know, another story to tell, you know, on his yeah. road trip, I think. Maybe it's just that's the fact that I've been watching a lot of 70s films and kind of, get, you know, getting into it, but this whole, you know, just traveling America and having these stories to tell are kind of the whole point. Yeah. especially the start of the 70s you know the the born to be free and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah maybe again i'm just projecting that onto it but yeah it, like i said at the beginning it just feels like he's telling us this story he's like yeah this one time i was driving through the desert right saw these nuns stop for water you would not believe what happened yeah be like cool tell me the story yeah like i said i think i'll i'll, I'll enjoy it more the the more I watch it, yeah, you know, as it's a, a perfect watches Sunday afternoon family friendly film. Definitely, yeah, yeah. If you wanted like to please grandma, seven year old, whoever you've got in the house on a Sunday, put on this film. Everyone's gonna like it. Most of everyone. Me. Yeah, if Brandon's there, <laughs> he'll hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie. Just no, didn't no. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, but that's good. Funniest... I mean, you know, it can't love everything you see. Yeah. One of the funniest things that I found out looking up this movie is the director, Ralph Nelson, uh, in, I think it's 86. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, no, 1979, sorry. In 1979, he made a TV movie titled Christmas Lilies of the Field. Oh. Starring Billy D. Williams. Oh, dang. <laughs> Homer Smith returns to the chapel. <laughs> As this again. was before he was uh, Lando. Yeah. Doing TV movies. Um, I think it was supposed to be a pilot for a TV show that kind of continues the story. Yeah. Um, but people hated it and they only made the pilot. Oh, I mean, I did think there was a point of me when he would like walked out the door. I was like, this would be pretty easy to make a sequel to yeah. if it had done really well, you know? Yeah. Cause it could be like, Oh, we now need a, I don't know, a school for the nuns or whatever. Um, but obviously that was a bad idea. So yeah, this is why I don't make movies. 
<laughs> well, it could. It might not have been a bad idea. It just might not have been a, executed done well. well. Yeah, yeah, been a bad script or who knows. Yeah. Well. And, and the fact that they've just added the word Christmas to the, <laughs> yeah. the time, just like you know. why not just call it Lilies of the Field? Yeah, you know, if it's a TV show, but yeah, then it's like Bad Mom's Christmas. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. God, isn't there a What's the what's the dad one that's like Christmas as well? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> Christmas dads. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Just ignore me. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. I'm gonna look it up now, and it's not gonna have Christmas in the title at all. I'm just gonna be like, oh, okay. It's gonna be like, oh dear. It's gonna be like Halloween dads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is there anything else that you want to say about this film? I don't Brian, think so. Brian. I think I pretty much covered it. I know that I ripped it apart, um, and I apologize. I no, I, I did. Don't. I mean, it, I'm just being hi- highly critical. I did have a good time watching this movie. I don't think just you ripped so it apart. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you ripped it apart. I think that you you know. I'm just trying to like be more. I mean, the point of of like watching films and watching films that you might not normally just watch on a whim is to like you know try to figure out what your taste is and then you know if you're if a film isn't totally connecting with you trying to figure out what it is it's not because it kind of helps you learn about yourself too yeah exactly yeah break it down and and this is also right up my alley you know it's black and white it's classic hollywood it's a big star yeah before i mean he was famous at this point but you know oscar winning performance you know it was you know, I was bound to love this film. Yeah. Or enjoy it at least. So um if you get a chance to watch uh Sidney Poitier's um Oscar win on YouTube. Yeah. It's really good. I mean it's only like two minutes long, but yeah. I'm gonna add it to the Film Church Radio playlist on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I watched it actually before we jumped on to record. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, Denzel presenting him with his was it Lifetime Achievement Award? Yeah, well, it wasn't Lifetime Oscar. Achievement, but it was yeah, it was like an honorary Oscar. Yeah. Um, and that was really touching. Yeah, just to you know, not only to kind of be like, you know, yeah, I, I did make great steps forward. It was like actually, it was all these people that helped, you know, put me in these positions that were people of power that were white that yeah progressive enough to do it and i was like yeah you don't think about that yeah i don't know he's just from this the book that i've been listening to because he reads it as well which is really entertaining like he is just so eloquent and like can just beautifully you know put out a sentence it's yeah so his speeches are really good is what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to check that out yeah um yeah he uh in one of the interviews i watched he was talking about his going to win that oscar and he didn't think he would get it he just it wasn't even on his mind he's yeah. like it was he was like it was the first thing from my mind and like me getting the nomination was like i'll just go enjoy this party there's no way i'm getting it and yeah it just totally took him by surprise so it's kind of cool yeah amazing i love film history when it's like that when it's good film history yeah yeah you know definitely awesome awesome we did it lilies of the field yeah 
Another one down. Next week, Christmas, lilies of the field. (laughs) How did you guess? (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, what are we watching next week? Yeah, so I know that we've talked a little bit about like me struggling for films to pick. Not Uh struggling as such, just kind of trying to, I don't know, go down to find something that's relevant and kind of go down a a thing that I know we both want to see. So the Oscar nominations were announced earlier this week. Yes. Um, and one of the films on that list, I was like, first of all, I was like, I'm going to pick a film from the Oscar list that I know we both haven't seen. Okay. And the film I picked was nominated for, for three Academy Awards, Best Documentary Feature, Best Animated Feature Film, and Best International Feature Film. Weird, right? Weird, First time yeah. that's ever been done. And that the is film strange. is Flea from 2021, spelled F-L-E-E. And it tells, well, we can go into it a little bit next week. I don't want to give too much away. I always kind of jump into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's streaming for free on Hulu right now. Sweet. So everyone can see it. It's a cool 89 minutes long. Love that. And it's film history. No film has ever been nominated for international documentary and animated film at the same time. So we're going to be watching a bit of film history here. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's why I chose Flea. Yay. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, head scratching when I read that list. Yes. I mean. But we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Just like, I mean, I got some of them, but the the rest was like, why is this on here? And this other movie isn't. Yes. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It was a strange year, man. It was exactly. Uh, yeah. It was. Yeah, my association with like the uh, Oscars is usually like I've gone and watched movies all year, and I yeah. just this I've not this year. Mm-hmm. I've gone and see some, but like I don't have any context for. Like I'm used to seeing movies in a theater with people, and like that gives me context of like people like this movie. Yeah. You know, I don't usually read a ton of reviews and stuff. I just go see movies and I read people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have that this year. Yeah, I mean, I was quite, I'm, I was quite surprised that, especially recently, I'd knocked quite a few of the heavy hitters off the list. Of yeah. one, like there wasn't a lot that I either I haven't heard of or I haven't seen this year. Um, but again, that kind of shows. I don't know. How minor? I mean, we can talk. We're going to talk about this on another. Yeah, podcast we'll deep for dive. Sure. We'll deep yeah. dive. I just find it amazing that, like, out of all the films that are released all over the world, Nicole Kidman gets nominated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, I've said it. That's it. It's out there. You let it out. Yeah. Sorry. You said too much. We can. Okay. We might as well end here, Brandon, because I think I'm going to get hate mail. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end, folks. <laughs> yeah. I think we jumped the gun for that bit a little bit. I did. You were supposed to say it, but it, the timing was right because you said it's time to end, and I said Amen. You did, and I was you like, know. cool, we're doing it. So. 
We can cut this out in post. We can. We, fl- we flip flopped characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cut any of this. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> oh dear. Just kidding. I'll cut it. Wink. <laughs> we can do it again if you want. Oh, well, I was I was waiting for you to do the outro. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I've got like all these. I've got like the next week and big highlights because yeah. a couple of weeks ago I forgot to ask or yeah. yeah ask you what we were watching next week. Now this week I forgot to do the outro. So next week that's I'm gonna, gonna have be to do. Big... I'm gonna have to do the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for like <laughs> the whole thing just to just, be highlighted. Yeah, highlighted. It's just gonna be the title <laughs> of the film we watch that's gonna be lowercase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's coming. This is the end of the show. Seamless. You already you've known it for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um. Of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio, where you can follow us uh, there. <laughs> and then you can also. <laughs> we're doing so well. Uh... <laughs> it's been a long week already, and we're not even at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us individually on Letterboxd, uh, at Selman Scope and at Walker Lewis 3007, the year Lewis was born, to keep up with what <laughs> we've been watching. <laughs> we also have our back episodes streaming. <laughs> all right, now I'm just laughing. All right, we, uh, we also have all of our episodes streaming <laughs> on all of our podcast services, so you can you know listen to us obviously and leave us a rating and review so we know that we have listeners and we can tell our significant others that we have to keep doing the show (laughs) please um so also you can leave us a comment and tell us what you want us to watch like if there's something you you're interested in and hearing us talk about if you follow us on Letterboxd, you can look at our watch history and see what we've watched. Um, if you follow us, like if you actually make an account and then follow us and look up a movie, it'll show you if we have watched it or not. So if there's a movie that you know both of us haven't seen, you su- you can suggest it to us. Um, yeah, if you've listened to enough of our episodes, you might know what Lewis and I both like to watch and what... You know, maybe you can throw us something that you know we won't like to watch just to mess with us. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Yeah. I think it's time we end. I think so too, Brennan. Amen. 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 Praise Film Church Radio. <laughs> Holy Film Church. Batman. <laughs> just pulling everything in now every pop culture <laughs> reference <laughs> that's right all right folks have a good sunday watching the super bowl if you're into that maybe an obi-wan trailer fingers crossed Ooh, yes, later today so. so that'd be good bye all right bye <laughs>